Our first scripture reading is from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 19. 1 John chapter 4, starting from verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading is from the book of John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. That's John, chapter 3. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world. And people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. There is no doubt that we're living in uncertain times. Not that periods of uncertainty haven't happened before, but we didn't have to live through those. 
In these past few months and years, we have, as you don't need me to explain to you, faced a catalogue of changes on an international, national and local scale, which have affected our personal lives too. And that's why I'm so very delighted that in the midst of all of that, and from different churches and backgrounds at different ages and stages, these dear ten candidates for confirmation and one for baptism have responded to God's call as they've each received a love that they can rely on. A love that they can rely on. And that's what I'd like to focus on from our readings tonight. From John's first letter, testifying to the love of God shown in and through the life, death and resurrection, Jesus rising from the dead, that we might have life. John writes, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. In our gospel reading, God so loved the world. I love emphasising that so. It's been one of my uh, little mantras as I've been training for my marathon, God help me, from time to time, so love the world. Well, I want to think about love with you for a moment. Don't worry, I'm not going to get all mushy. Mostly, love, if it truly is love, drives us to action. It finds expression. It can't help itself, almost. It's good to say it. Words do matter. But very often, we do things to demonstrate that love. If we love our family members, we will want to do things to take care of them. They may not always welcome that, of course, but that's not in our control necessarily. If we truly love our friends, we'll want to be there to support them, to spend time with them, and to show them that this is so. And so it is with God. The writer of the Hebrews, another book of the New Testament, says that throughout history, God has spoken in many different ways, but now he has spoken to us by a son. Not words on a page, the gift of a person who really lived, who really loved, who really died, and who really rose again. All because of love. The word appears 21 times in just the few verses that we heard read from that letter of John. And today we celebrate with these dear folks their response to this outpouring of love. And it's only possible for them to respond because he first loved us. His love is not a thing to be earned or deserved 
It's the free gift of love to us in Jesus, initiated by God. And I suspect if we talk to each of the individual candidates, and we are going to hear a little bit from a couple in a few moments, you may each have been aware of gentle promptings, or maybe even not so gentle, promptings of God in your life so far. Times when he has been inviting you, drawing you to himself. And you might not have recognised them at the time, but perhaps you do now, as you begin to piece together those silver threads that have been going on perhaps for many years. The truth is that in Jesus' death, once and for all people, he made it possible for you and I to respond to his love, to receive his love for ourselves and for always in such a way as we can really rely on it. In a way that we need never doubt it. Because we become his beloved. Even you and I. You think you might think, me, really? Really? Yes, you really. Now, this can be difficult for people to grasp. It sounds quite simple, doesn't it? <laughs> but in my experience of over 25 years of ordained ministry, sometimes it can be quite complicated for people. And that's often because we haven't really got anything to compare it to. Even human loving relationships break apart. Love can become cold, at worst, broken entirely. But with God, this is never the case. He loves because he loves because he loves, and we are invited into life with him. Now and for all eternity, because we are the beloved of God as we have marked the sad death of our late Queen, I found comfort in her words from 2014. You may remember them. I know, she said, just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. Well, whatever our view of the institutional monarchy... There is no doubt that her response to God's love led her to a daily reliance on him. As you come to be confirmed tonight, you too are placing your trust publicly yet ever so securely in the God of love who can be relied upon in good times and in bad in times of certainty and uncertainty, for he is our hope. So I want to briefly just mention what does that mean in practice? Just three quick things before I finish. There are implications for those who live a life in God's love. And these are quite simple for you to remember. Implications for relationships, implications for anxiety or fear, and implications for death. 
So first, relationships. Expect this curious, all-embracing love to leak out, to filter out into all your relationships. Loving God does not end with you. It spills out to others. Maybe even, surprisingly, those you find it hardest to get on with. Now, it doesn't mean that any behaviour towards you is always acceptable. I understand that. But the loving response flows from the love that God has for you. And you should begin, as you put your trust in him, to see more of that in yourself. Expect it, even. You may even like to reflect upon it at the end of each day. How loving was I today? Lord, would you help me, perhaps, to be a little bit more loving or understanding? I have been a parent of teenagers. I still am. I get it. It can be hard. Invite God's love to fill you in such a way as it fills your relationships on a daily basis. We don't do this alone, of course. The reading makes it clear that this is a gift of God's Spirit who enables us to rely on his love. That's his job. That's what he does. But he also longs that those we come into contact with will know his love too. And that might just be through you. Secondly, anxiety. Implications for fear and anxiety. Perfect love drives out fear. That's what we heard read. Whatever we are afraid of, even really practical things, however large or small, God's love is bigger than our fears. And he may just be inviting us to receive his love, even tonight, in such a way as he can help us to overcome those things which hold us in fear. Now I say this carefully, understanding full well that we're living in a time of great trouble around uh, mental health particularly. And I don't say that in order to suggest for one moment that that means we should give up excellent mental health therapies or medication. It's complicated. But I am saying that I know that the God who loves us wants us to be free from fear. And that may even begin this night, and particularly for those who are being confirmed. It may be that you want to write down somewhere in your line of sight, I don't know, your mirror that you look in, your daily planner that you write in, perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. How would your week look if you started that heading every day as you go about your week this week, I wonder? And then finally, death. There's been lots about this, of course, in the light of mourning uh, recently. God is love. If we live in him, we can have confidence on the day of judgment. That's what our reading says tonight. This love is not simply for this life. It is for all eternity. And in that eternity, 
We long for the promise to be fulfilled that one day nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ and we will see him face to face. So friends, as you come to confirmation tonight and we shall seal it with the feast that's set for those who love God, sharing bread and wine together, physically receiving that love as Jesus' body was broken and his blood poured for us. As we do that tonight, may we receive his love afresh and may we see it worked out in our relationships, in our fears and in life everlasting, now and always. Amen.